welcome to Switchbacks, a travel podcast where we reflect on our year visiting all 59 U.S. national parks. Whether you're planning to visit your very first park or you bleed gray and green, we're here to share our insights on exploring, understanding, and loving America's best idea. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're chatting about two parks whose average visitors are really missing out. We'll also share about what's happening in the world of the national parks. Happy listening. Elizabeth, I think your tan's starting to wear off. Thanks. Yeah. I had the weirdest feeling again, the back of my hands peeled peeled because they got sunburned <laughs> finally after yeah. two weeks of being back in missouri in the clouds like it's been it's the sun has come out maybe twice since we've been home yeah so we've been missing argentina that was our first uh that was our first trip of the year from the second through the when did we get back the 16th yeah it was a big one yeah it was um Amazing. So for those of you who don't know, we won a trip last year when we were on our National Parks trip. We won a trip on The Price is Right to Patagonia. So we cashed in on that at the beginning of this year and just got back, I guess, a week ago. So those people who do go all (laughs) insane on the show, The Price is Right. That was us. Yeah, that was us. And then they do actually end up taking those trips. Yeah, they're real. It's like it's like a real thing. It's it, not a scam. It's really fun. Thanks, um, Drew Carey. Yeah, no kidding. No, we had an amazing time. We were doing stuff we would never do otherwise, uh, like stay in a five-star lodge <laughs> in Patagonia. Um, we were very pampered with free yeah. free breakfast and. Um, that doesn't sound like that fancy, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fancy breakfast. It was nice. It was a good breakfast. It had croissants. Right. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> Media Lunas, I believe, is what they're called. Oh yeah. That's what I. I yeah. Uh, Cafe Solo, por favor. <laughs> it's black coffee. I learned how to say that finally. Yeah, I think um, we were the only people in the hotel though that were like walking up from the bus stop and not driving around our own, you know, fancy rental car or like Audi or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we walked in. I just remember walking in. Um, the one time we were we were had just hiked for a long time, and we were probably dirty and kind of rugged looking. And we walked back. To, we were walking back up to our hotel room to clean up and everything. And another guest was checking in, and Cole overheard her speak in Spanish and ask, "Like, are there a lot of foreign tourists here?" <laughs> <laughs> she was from Argentina, obviously, and uh, so. <laughs> We might have raised some eyebrows. A little bit. It's okay. That was at the end of an 18-mile day, by the way. We didn't We didn't live the pampered life for the, like, three hours of the day we were at the hotel. But other than that, we were... I got 38,000 steps on my on my uh, Garmin. Yeah, exploring. Yo. Uh, maybe, the, maybe the best hike I've ever been on. It was really up there like the yeah. views did not stop top five at did least not stop. and it was all downhill like, the, yeah that we was... took the ski lift and the gondola up and then we hiked like flat and then we hiked like down for 18 miles 
and it was pretty wonderful that way. Yeah. For me, I'm I'm a big fan of the anything but uphill. I like being <laughs> up. Like, I like the views and everything. Of the lakes and the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of... Yeah, you'll have to... That's That can be a little <laughs> teaser. Views. That can be a yeah. teaser for... No, we will do a more extensive overview on Argentina, probably on a future podcast, mm-hmm. um, and really break it down and really talk about some highlights, just in case you are also interested in visiting Patagonia, which you should, because it's amazing. But we're going to move on because we do have a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're um, going to be talking about two national parks in a couple minutes. But first, we are going to break and quiz Cole about some parks in the news. Dun, dun, dun. dun, 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 dun. Okay. So, Cole, I'm going to read, I think it's five, five current events. And you guys, since we're so far behind in the podcast, I wrote these like in December. So... Current is somewhat flexible term, kind of yeah. playing fast and loose with the word current here, but it's yeah, still pretty a, current. And that's a side note. Sorry, we have fallen down a little bit on getting these podcasts out there. It was. Uh, I apologized in my solo okay, podcast that good, you good. still haven't listened to. <laughs> yeah, I have so, not listened to whatever you put our, out on your own. <laughs> I think our listeners are like, let's just move on. Right. So, okay. okay. So, Glad to be back. That's the bottom line. I am super excited to be talking parks again. Okay. So shall we talk some parks? Please. And then talk about talking about parks? <laughs> okay. I'm going to read you a, a fill-in-the-blank sentence, and you have to answer it. And if you get it wrong, then... You have to sleep on the couch. Okay. A dentist from blank state, which state, recently completed his mission to visit all 413 units of the National Park Service. Now, a a couple new units have been um, added since this was in December. So, from December 26th. Wow. A dentist. A dentist from which state? Where do they have dentists? This is a hard one. Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm tempted to just go largest population of a state and guess like California, but I don't think that's right. Okay. I'll say Florida. Wrong. New Jersey. Oh, man. I don't know how you would have known that. Um, <laughs> okay. Which, here's an e- they, they get easier. Don't worry. All of them are easier. Yeah, um, right. Which national park decided to up its entrance fee to $60 next year oh. to combat record-breaking visitation, which I believe we we think that makes it the highest park entry that we have ever seen. Yeah, for sure. $60, like double of the highest we've ever seen. Well, I don't know. I, I think it's either, uh, and I'll choose at the end, Grand Canyon, uh, probably not Zion, Yellowstone, or Yosemite. I mean, those are the tops. Uh, but I'm going to guess Yosemite because they think they're all that. And they are, mostly. <laughs> That's a good guess. It's Rocky Mountain. What? Because of their, like, spike, sort of, in visitation. Which what would they were... John Denver think? John Denver? Yeah. I don't know, Cole. Rocky okay. Mountain High. All right. Well, sometimes you can't if you can't get into the park because of the lines. Okay. Which beloved scientist who calls himself an old outdoors guy served as a centennial ambassador and hosted a telethon on Giving Tuesday to benefit the parks? Bill Nye. Yes, Bill Nye. I kind of saw that one by accident. Don't look. (laughs) 
No, actually, really don't look at this one because I really want you to think about this. Okay, there is new, ch here's number four. There's new chatter about turning which New Mexican National Monument, one of the most photographed places in the state, into a park, into a national park. It's oh, currently dang. a national monument. Uh, well, I think it's, I think we've talked about White Sands being turned into a national park. So I'm going to guess White Sands National Monument. Yes, you're right. Actually, what the one uh, we've yeah. talked about is Chiricahua. Or Chir is that what it's Chiricahua? Chiricahua. National Monument. That's yeah. the one that we've always talked about. I was trying to trick you. Okay, it didn't work. Last one. <laughs> Easy. Softball for you. Which National Park's January calendar of, uh, calendar of events included a ukulele-making demonstration, several geology guest speakers, and Volcano Awareness Month activities? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, maybe. Good job. Good job, Cole. That was too easy. Next time, well, you I got don't know. four out of five. I, yeah, I still no, you got, got three out of five. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that easy, so... I'll keep it about the same next time. All right, shall we get on to our main item of the day? Please. Okay, so today we're talking about going beyond the overlooks. So a lot of national parks that we encountered had were very touristy focused and... Um, very crowded. Very crowded. Around certain parts. Yeah, especially seemed to be... Or, you know, really um, catering to these tour bus type of crowds who would come in, stop at the overlooks, and then get back in the tour bus and move on. Um, now, a lot of national parks, especially the popular national parks, have some of this going on. But a couple of the parks we encountered really seemed like they were focused on stop, stop by, pop in, pop out, drive through sort of parks. And the two that we're going to talk about today, um, Petrified Forest and Bryce Canyon. So both of these parks we visited last uh, early or late, late summer, early fall. So Petrified Forest we visited in August. It was our third national park. It was our third national park. And Bryce Canyon we visited in we September. We were so young. I know. So Petrified Forest, I actually wrote a post about it being the perfect road trip national park, like the perfect road trip stop. And that's in large part because it is right along many people's way to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and we're not saying this is a bad thing. Like for a lot of families who are trying to fit a lot into their one week of vacation, awesome. Like Petrified Forest is a really good drive through park. It's it's oriented on the highway so that you can drive one way through the park and then get back on the highway or go drive you can so you can drive north to south through the park or south to north and it's very um, well set up if you look at a map um, to just hop back right on the highway and so it's it and nothing we're not saying this is a bad thing we're just saying if you want more from your experience there are ways to go beyond the overlooks. Yeah, so we always check out the Visitor Center. Great place to get info, especially on those backcountry trails. That's what we hit it up for in Petrified Forest. Routes that really do go beyond the overlooks. They actually had a bunch of different sheets at Petrified Forest in particular. If you ask for the yeah, basically hidden gems or... Mm -hmm. they're uh, called know, back. They call them backcountry trails. 
Um, they're what, not what we would consider backcountry trails because they were some of them were only a mile to three miles long. Some of them were a little longer. They're, I think they're just considered, they're not printed in the main park brochures and whatnot because they're considered routes. So they're not considered well-marked trails. Um, but so you, if you ask for a backcountry trail, you'll, you can get some information about trails that just go into, uh, like away from the, the parking lot. Yeah, so it, one in particular we loved was Jasper Forest. The best. It was amazing. Yeah, and that was just a short little route. You got on, uh, parked at this overlook, and then you just dropped down from the overlook and started walking along the whole Petrified Forest area, the whole Jasper Forest, just walking through uh, tons of these petrified logs all around you you're stepping on little shards of petrified wood because literally like pebbles like gravel like we were walking through and couldn't avoid stepping directly on them it was really cool though and it was a really clear example for me like I literally turned around and looked back at the overlook like the sign and I was I was just thinking wow like they can't see this like they can see like people at the overlook they can see like the dotted in the landscape like the wood dotting the landscape but walking among it like around surrounded by these giant logs that were so colorful and probably the most colorful and most interesting we saw in all of the park I would say was in this area yeah and definitely unique like you said all it took was us first of all knowing that you could go down and get off the overlook um, because most people wouldn't think to do that. We wouldn't have. Mm -mm. So checking out the visitor center for that, but then just like taking those couple steps and being willing to just do a little mile hike, you know, not be afraid because it's not a a marked trail. We were just kind of picking our way along the route yeah we got a little lost yeah and trying to (laughs) understand what the you know little markings on the map that we had meant but that's all part of the fun too is you don't know exactly where you're going and you can still see the uh like overlook way in the distance and you're not getting lost you'll be fine um it was a really good just quick it maybe three miles total off the off the overlook um, another, and we did that a couple of times in different places. Right. Another another one of our favorites was actual backpacking. And um, this was right behind the Painted Desert Inn. And so it's which, in the northern part of the park, which was an amazing, beautiful, you know, awesome views of the colorful hills. Um, we were able to, you were able to backpack for free. There's a, you have to get a permit, but it's free. And you just hike in behind the painted in the painted desert inn historic site that's there that a lot of people go and visit, um, and we just hiked down the steps and into their backyard basically, and then beyond, and we just kind of made our own way and again, found a place to camp about yeah, two miles in maybe. No trail, so it's really cool how you go down these steps and then the trail just disappears and you just start walking and this petrified wood again all around you but this in this part it's black Mm -hmm. so that was really cool it's called the black forest and just a different feel you know because it's volcanic right oh yeah i think there's i think that has something to do with it yeah 
That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> we're scientists. If you we're wondering. So we just went all the way to the back. We found a good place to set up our tent. It was really windy, but we've tried to find a place that Somewhat where protected. The, the huge mounds of the Badlands almost in this painted desert area broke the wind. And then after we set up our tent, we again took our you know map from the ranger and just tried to pick our way uh, to find follow this route to something called the Petrified Bridge or something like that or the Obsidian Bridge or I don't remember you dragged me along I yeah, didn't want to go I did I did because <laughs> it was we, getting dark is this really cool log though this Petrified log that forms a bridge and those are really rare because usually they just break and crumble but this one was a, a bridge that had been washed out underneath and we finally found it because you didn't believe in me, but I kept going. We found it because I didn't believe in you. <laughs> you didn't believe in me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but after that, we were I'm able so to supportive. climb up to a hill and see an amazing this sunset. One of the best sunsets of our whole trip. Whew, yeah. It was gorgeous. And we were all alone. That was the best part. Yeah, nobody anywhere. No one even close, man. And then you go out. That was a full moon. So mm-hmm. at night... We would walk out, and it just looks so otherworldly. It was with, so bright. Yeah, so bright. You can like all of the mounds and painted uh, desert. Yeah, just think a lot of red and orange. Lit up. And yeah. Different colors. Very, I would, very awesome. Yeah, I would love to go and explore that. It was just so fun to be out in the middle of this otherworldly place, going wherever we wanted. Um, yeah, so just really quickly, a couple other highlights of our trip before we wrap up talking about Petrified Forest. We were only we only stayed for three full days, I believe. Mm-hmm. Three full days in the park, three nights. So we stayed for two nights, which I actually enjoyed a lot. Two nights at the KOA. That was 20 minutes away. Probably one of two KOA experiences I think we had. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty nice after... Um, after several days of camping like this was also tent camping but it was just comfy camping Mm -hmm. like there's a shower and we did laundry and we had wi-fi um and we were able to we had a a really nice tent site yeah it was a deluxe deluxe site site, but it was only 25 dollars versus 23 dollars yeah and so so, but we got we had running water at our site like uh, cold hot and cold water and a little um like a little picnic Covered picnic area and wall separator from all the other sites. It's definitely nice. worth it oh, if yeah. you are camping there. Do the extra bu- two bucks. Yeah. Um. Uh, you remember what else was at that? Yeah, we tent had our site? we had our first carton of ice cream. I'll always remember my first. I was sick. I was yeah. Okay. I was very sick. Yeah. After I, it, and then I, I got I was more ready. and more I was used ready to, to go. it, and then it. Eating a carton of ice cream was really easy. Okay, anyway, other highlights of the park. Um, we explored the Blue Mesa area, and I liked that a lot. We did a little back, quote, backcountry trail that was only a few miles, um, but that was a really awesome area. We, um, we, we enjoyed the Painted Desert Inn historic tour, the, the visitor sent the, sorry, the ranger program tour that was free. Um, By the way, there's a geocache there if you're into that. Oh, there is. We Check found we out. found that at the inn. 
at inside the inn. That was cool. Um, we also met the artist in residence there who was um, painting, and her husband was kind of volunteering in the park, and we talked to them. There were our people of the parks for yeah. Petrified Forest. And we also, we really liked the museum that was in the south, southern part of the park. Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> mostly for the air conditioning, I think. We, um, <laughs> it was we, so hot. We sat and watched the, the park video like three times just to take a little break and probably doze off in the after hiking all morning. Um, but it was great. It, it was a nice little park, and it's very doable, you know, in, I would say, a day, depending on your style. But if you get a chance to sleep, to stay overnight, there is no camping, which is why we stayed at the KOA. But there's no, like, drive-up camping. But we, I would, if, if you have a chance to just hike a few miles into the painted desert, highly recommend. Yeah, and we say it's a drive-through road trip stop park, and it is great for that, you know, especially if you, uh, I mean, have a long road trip. It's in the middle of nowhere. You haven't stopped in a long time. It's something you never see in almost any other part of the country. That alone, that, you know, an hour or two or three just stopping and going through this park is awesome because it is you can see so much cool stuff so quickly yeah because never. it's so concentrated mm-hmm. but uh we spent a whole three days there and i really enjoyed it so yeah never think that you're that you you never skip it because you don't think you'll be able to do it but also never assume that you will only spend an hour there (laughs) yeah because you might fall in love and spend a lot longer so beyond the overlook go beyond to infinity (laughs) so number two bryce canyon (laughs) this go ahead this one is so there's five parks in utah this is probably the second most popular i would guess behind zion uh, maybe yeah. Arches is up there. It's definitely an overlook park. Yeah. It's definitely touristy. Yeah, it's one of the top that people think of when they think of Utah parks and even national parks in general. It's a uh, it's a gem. It's a crown jewel of the park system. Uh, and it, it is so iconic, that's why. And what is iconic are these hoodoos. So the hoodoos are basically columns of red rock that are just spires sticking straight out of the ground, uh, rising to the sky. And, well, basically, it, it used to be a canyon wall that got weathered down by all the water eroding the canyon wall. Yeah, and the different layers of rock erode yeah. at different paces, and so that's what gets you these, like funny looking spires that just start eventually all the rock around them wears down and there's a piece of cap rock that's sitting on top of this spire that keeps this specific column from wearing away and that's why you get just these random columns sticking up all over uh, looking super cool there's a there's a science experiment you can do (laughs) that just demonstrates this process with a quarter and some sand and if you put the quarter on top of the sand and you pour water over it over it there's like the quarter holds it together so it um it stays more upright it doesn't all wash away that's kind of the the process And, and and anyway it's an interesting um 
experiment if you want to <laughs> play with sand in your free time. But anyway, <laughs> there's the little geology lesson. Um, obviously, Bryce Canyon is much more than the overlooks that, that it provides. It does have a lot of amazing overlooks, though. Yeah, Bryce Amphitheater is... That was our favorite. Incredible view, like one of the the best overlook views you can see mm-hmm. in the parks um, and there are tons just like it because you know you see the hoodoos and I, I mean it's they're all along the kind of you know I mentioned they were worn from a canyon wall so it's all along this strip of the canyon wall are just tons of hoodoos mm-hmm. but you got to get down below the rim too. Super different perspective and not very strenuous if you want to just dip down below. There's a loop called the Queen's Garden Loop, which is really popular. And I think it's only three, four miles, maybe five miles. I actually, we should look that up. I don't remember exactly how much it is, but it's very pop. It's the most popular trail at the park. So start early, go like if you can go as early as as possible. Um, but that's a really good way to just easily get off the beaten path um, or get you know dip down below the below the overlook and see the hoodoos from their level is just super interesting. Um, we really that was our favorite trail. One yeah. of our favorite trails, one of our favorite day hikes of the whole trip. Yeah, we also really like connecting it to Navajo Loop. Yes, I think, that's what we did. Navajo yeah, yeah, yeah. Trail. Yeah, so we connected that, it and made it a, lo- a little longer. Yeah, and that made it like five miles, I think. Right. Okay, that's why I was confused. Um, but the uh, the big way that we got below the rim was literally under the under the rim trail, and that was um, our one of our big backpacking trips that we did on on our during our year. Our plan was three days, and it was about 30 miles, backpacking along the Under the Rim Trail. Um, we liked this a lot for, it's, we had a, we had a good time. It, the camping was amazing. All the campsites, the two different campsites that we stayed in were beautiful, and, and next to water, and um, well, not exactly. <laughs> well, I'm, I guess the second one. It was yeah. next to water. <laughs> Remember, because yeah, I wrote that. Bring lots of water. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had a little water mishap. Well, I really wanted ramen. <laughs> <laughs> so we started out. You know, we, we start out with a bunch of water for the whole first day or two. But you can't carry all the water you need for three days, so you plan on finding it along the trail. Well, and, they, and you was... talk about you talk to the ranger about, okay, you know, is this water source dry? Is this one flowing? And we marked on the map where we were going to get our water with the ranger intel. Unfortunately, some of that intel was a little off, and the first place we were planning to get our water at our first campsite was contaminated with cow uh, manure, I guess. According to the people we were camping with. So we yeah. decided to skip that water source and just hike to the next one, and we were fine. We actually, I think that... But we were like really getting We were pretty low pretty on low. water, and it was pretty hot. Yeah, and so we just, you know, you always want to be, when you're not exactly sure where your next water source is going to come up. Bring uh, extra. Yeah. (laughs) And don't make ramen. (laughs) We use like two cups of water, no, probably four cups of water to make make ramen that night 
because we were like, oh, the water source is just so close. We'll be fine. So be extra careful on if you do this trail. <laughs> <laughs> and then we couldn't find that first water source and it took till yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah. Another benefit of this hike, though, was the there's a free shuttle one way or there's a free shuttle throughout the whole park which is an awesome highlight of Bryce Canyon but you have to book it in advance and um for the for backpackers it can hike it can shuttle you one way and then you can hike basically back to where your car would be and so that was um well basically back to where you can then easily shuttle to your car and so definitely do that if you're planning on getting back into the further part of Bryce canyon national park which is like out by the bryce amphitheater overlook is what i'm trying to say um we had an interesting talk with a ranger this was this was an example of how sometimes i think the parks cater to the tourists (laughs) the do you remember when the ranger we were talking about doing this trail and the ranger was almost like discouraging she was like, yeah. you know that you can't see any hoodoos from down on the trail. And we're like, yeah, we're cool. <laughs> like, we're okay. We're going to, we want to like get away from, we, we just want to see more of the park. And she just, I felt like she went, she went out of her way to explain that we were going to not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Several times. But, uh, it, I mean, she was right. Like, the part that no, she, we... what we saw. Well, so the part we that we did awesome on views. the far end of the park, at the end of the road, was not the hoodoo-heavy part. Right. Um, and that was fine with us. It still had some really cool uh, scenery and the canyon walls and the uh, trees and everything. Uh, rivers that was all still really gorgeous and then as we approached you know and got closer and closer to the main part of the park up closer to the entrance uh, that was that that's where the hoodoos really started to come out and I think uh, finally ending at Bryce Amphitheater Mm -hmm. was a super cool spot to end the the hike. It was amazing. Yeah, we because we hadn't seen it before. Yeah. We just got right off the bus and started the trail and then ended at, right? We ended at Bryce Amphitheater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We ended there. And it was kind of like grand finale. Um, Yep. Spectacular. So Amazing. other things we did, though, we they had some great ranger evening programs, uh, especially good when we had a couple rainy nights, uh, geology talks, whatnot, uh, the fairy tale loop trail. Which I think we only, that was the one we did a portion of. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we, um, but that was really cool. Yeah, definitely worth a, a look. And free shuttles were nice, especially the ones that went far back into the park. If you have a car, I would probably still suggest taking the car because you have your own, you kind of have your own time. But if you don't have a car or you're somehow, or if it's, you know, a really busy season or something, you can, why are you looking at me like that? No, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are you just waiting to talk about the next one? No. <laughs> I was just uh, conflicted in my mind, like, yeah, should we recommend the car or the shuttle? Because it does get super congested. At least there's the option. Yeah, because like the parking lot at least was super 
packed and some of the other parking lots along the road were super packed the visitor center made me hate everybody (laughs) okay like all people i remember that very clearly (laughs) (laughs) good to know it was very packed and people were being annoying and anyway the other one of the downsides of of bryce canyon speaking of being grumpy we didn't love the campground um we it was crowded and it was like just elbow to elbow and it was kind of expensive um and it was we also had a bad we've talked about this so many times yeah we've had it we had a a neighbor super noisy neighbors scream in the middle of the night and um yeah some of those young young hooligans Partying with their... They were on our lawn. Yeah. (laughs) They needed to get off. But the best part, maybe not the best part, what we told ourselves was going to be the best part as we were hiking 30 miles through the backcountry. 33 miles, thank you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we added on another little trail. Yeah, it It ended up being 33 miles, yeah. Um, Was the nearby cowboy buffet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which was just as lovely as it sounds. It was, of course, we we ate, we went there for lunch after we got out of our thirty mile trek that that day. We went there for a, like a late lunch and stuffed ourselves with macaroni and rolls and and uh, chicken and salad and ice cream and, and iced brownies. Oh and my gosh, everything. We were so sick. Yeah. Oh. I that was that was maybe day. the sickest I've ever been after a buffet, <laughs> um, but totally worth it. Oh, it was so good. It was actually one of our more expensive ones at twelve bucks. Twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. Very worth it. Um, yeah, but I remember distinctly getting back, like waddling back to the car and just aching. And well, where did we? Go? I think we stayed in a hotel that night. Yeah. That was one of our very few hotels, but we I think we stayed at a hotel in between Bryce and Capitol Reef. Yeah, we did. Yeah, for sure. So, to kind of wrap all this up, we we know that this concept seems like a gimme. Like, it's, it's a given. Like, go beyond the overlooks. It sounds very cliche, and it sounds like, duh... If you are, if this is your style, you're obviously going to do it. But I think it bears repeating in situations like this, where yeah, even though we've talked about it a thousand times, right? Does it maybe maybe? <laughs> no, it does bear repeating. Our listeners are like, it does not bear no. repeating. Shut up. So yeah, these are great parks for overlooks, and you will not be disappointed. Both Petrified Forest and Bryce Canyon, but. Uh, there's so much more uh, that you can get out of it if you have the time. You know, just definitely highly recommend getting out, exploring on your own, and telling us some of your tips next time you go because we have not been able to explore it all as much as we would like. Yeah, and don't take our word for it. Don't you know? Don't necessarily only do what the travel guide says, and only do what TripAdvisor says, and only do what we say, even. Like we, we encourage your own exploration and your own, you know, not that you're going to tread all over the park and go off the trail and make a mess, but we encourage 
like your own exploration and finding your own little secrets, which is what we did. Um, we're sharing those, not so that you would follow it to a T, but also so that you'll find your own little secrets throughout yeah. all of the national parks. And you will, because the national parks are full of secrets. <laughs> Full of chambers and chambers of secrets. No, you don't get my reference. Okay, whatever. Well, you don't get my reference then. Her hair is full of secrets. (laughs) You're laughing because you still don't understand. No, I don't. Definitely not. (laughs) No, but that is one of the favorite things I, I had during our park visits was just being able to find something that we didn't expect, Mm -hmm. that we hadn't read about, and that we felt like was our little secret. Yep, full now, of secrets and now it is yours too uh, so thanks for checking us out today we'll be back next week to feature two national parks with challenging but interesting approaches if you enjoyed the podcast we'd love for you to share us with a friend give us a rating on iTunes or find us on social media at Switchback Kids and you can always get more national park videos, posts, guides at switchbackkids.com Switchbacks out. out.